This is Together, an Ada Bible Church podcast about the world of marriage, where we attempt to invite you to explore the ways marriage works and doesn't work. From practical ways of learning to biblical inspiration, we invite you to listen to other professionals and couples to help enrich your marriage. Welcome together, friends and family. This is Rachel Norton. I'm sitting down with Corey Olson today, and we are excited to be with you. Today, we have an amazing couple with us, and you won't want to miss this, so stay tuned. I'm thinking some of you, it's probably your first time joining us. Welcome to you. If you are a seasoned listener, thanks for being a faithful follower of Together. Um, Corey, I, I think we should just dive right in and and share with us yes. who is this couple that we're sitting down with, and I think you know one of them yes. a little bit better than the other. And <gasps> Very uh, much yeah, so. Yeah, start us out. Awesome. We are so pumped, and I think, Rachel, this was an idea you had for a little bit now, um, but our our two worlds are kind of coming together. Together. (laughs) Um, But your world of Thrive and Mm -hmm. my world of Lifeline. And so um, Mm -hmm. uh, we are sitting down with a Lifeline leader and a Thrive leader today. And it is Sarah and Ryan Raymond. Mm -hmm. Hi, you guys. Hey. Thank you. Glad to be here. Yes. Yeah. We have such a special bond with leaders and we get to hear stories, right? And we get to watch stories unfold. And so uh, I've been able to learn about your family through Sarah. Uh, Corey's learned a lot through Ryan. And so... Um, yeah, we've been waiting for this moment. So thanks for stepping into it. Mm-hmm, absolutely. So um, I met Ryan a little bit ago through serving in Lifeline and you jumped in with a group of uh, middle school boys and stayed with them through their high school graduation, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, joined them eighth grade. They'd had a few leaders before me. So I was able to kind of pick up and show them that I wasn't going to quit and leave uh, like they had some other issues with leaders before mm-hmm. and got to know them really deeply and still staying really connected with a few of them, even after they've been in college a couple of times. Oh, that's awesome. That's it's, really cool. It's so fun. I'm imagining like, okay, the others didn't stay. What can we try, mm-hmm. you know, with this one to see, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, will he stay if we do this? Will he stay if we do that? And yeah. he stayed. Yeah. He stayed. So that's And then great. we welcomed you back too. So this year you are, you well, maybe I don't want this to spoil the story, but you have a middle schooler. Do and you jumped into kind of to coaching be around, yeah. It's yeah. fun. It's good to be back now with sixth graders, seventh graders, eighth graders again, which is totally different than high school. Very um, different. They are not <laughs> chill as the high schoolers would be. Um, they are wild and crazy animals that probably belong in a zoo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you have one, so you can say that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yes. Okay. Yeah. He's the uh-huh. wildest of any of them. Uh-huh. Very fun. Well, thank you for all you do for Lifeline and just the, the spirit that you bring to your leaders too. But um, that's enough out of you for now. Uh, Sarah, um, talk with us a little bit about your background, how you came to Ada and Thrive World. Not to Ada. We'll talk about that in a second. But yeah, Thrive World. Thrive, it's been seven or eight years now. And um, what is Thrive for those who are like, what are you talking about? Oh, that's great. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So Thrive is the women's ministry. And I just remember I didn't want to sign up because I I didn't know enough. I'm like, Mm. I don't know enough. I can't do this. Um, And then that first year in, it was just, it was amazing. Like I was baptized with one of my really good friends that year. Mm. And I just see uh, like what that can bring to women and the relationships and the community. And it's just, it's it's really changed my life and like our life as a family as a whole. Mm. And so um, 
it was always that, like being asked to do something and always the first initial response is no. Um, and even leading. Kind of a who me. Yeah. Right. right? Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so then I, I started leading. And then um, right now I'm coaching. So the past three years I've coached leaders. And I think that's fun just because you you open up your world to just get to know more people. Mm-hmm. And so I've really loved, like, I can walk into church and I can know, like, just a lot of different faces and a lot of, like, you might not have all those deep, deep relationships in one little group, but it's just, it's been very rewarding. It's been very fulfilling. It's just, yeah. So I really, I am a big advocate of Thrive mm-hmm. if you haven't tried it. That's so awesome. Sarah meets and and knows women in the atrium of church after service. And <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm like high-fiving kids. Like, hey, I know you. How you doing? Right. Covering all the bases. Yeah, the yeah, cover a lot of ground. Yeah. Trying to get the spectrum. I know. So what about your family? You guys have been married for how long? Um, you have how many kids? And how many times have you been to Disney World? <laughs> Excellent question. Kind of sad when you say yeah. it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we have been married for 21 years, Aww. right? Am I right? 21. Yes. Mm-hmm. Congrats. Yeah. That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, so we do have a middle schooler. So we have Jackson. He will be 12 this Friday. So it's really crazy. Like, he yeah. is kind of an animal, but he's such a lovely kid. <laughs> and uh, my height. So that's a yeah. little, yeah. little intimidating. <laughs> um, and then we have a, a nine-year-old daughter. So, and she's mm-hmm. super passionate about. Well, she was really committed to thrive, and then she got a taste of Lifeline. So, we'll probably lose her for a few she years. Split her affections. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Disney is a love of ours. Well, it's a love of ours now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it has become a love of mine. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. It's always been a love of yours, Sarah. Yes, yeah. my family, mm-hmm. we used to go a lot. And then it was so cute because Ryan was like, I'm like, we have to go. We've got to go. He's like, no, our kids are too young. And then uh, it was it was adorable because it's like you go at midnight sometimes and uh, or you're still there till midnight. And our daughter was, she, Kennedy was only like 18 months. She was two, two and a half. Okay. Okay. See, everything yeah. blends. Right. And uh, <laughs> Start them young. She's, oh, but it was so cute. And she sees like, it's midnight. She sees Cinderella, and she you would have thought it was like 10 o'clock in the morning. The girl had so much energy. And then to watch Ryan's face, he just looks. He's like, okay, I'm done. I'm in. I am completely I mean, it was just, yeah. He saw I just threw my wallet at her. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. Yeah, so we've been our fair share. She was on Mm -hmm. the cusp of falling asleep. She really was. And that just woke her up like a triple shot of coffee. (laughs) She was... Mm-hmm. Full energy the rest oh, of the night. That's yeah. so so like over under six times. Over over <laughs> <laughs> over ten times. Just, Just shy. Just shy. Ten times. <laughs> okay, that's oh, great. Yeah. Well, for all the Disney lovers out there, yes, you've got some uh, good company in Sarah and Ryan. Mm-hmm. So the reason we wanted to have you on the podcast, well, a lot of reasons, but mm-hmm. um, to learn a little bit about your connection to Ada Bible. And just before we dive into your marriage, just thank you for investing in so many other families by leading in the ways that you do. Mm-hmm. The ripple effects, I just think, are many. Um, but we learned a little bit about your marriage, and I thought, let's just let's step into the story of your marriage. And Ryan, we want to start with you. Yeah. Because once upon a time, a letter or a note of some sort was passed to a 17-year-old Ryan in a class. So... Tell us what that was all about. Yeah, so we had a mutual friend, uh, a friend of mine from school. We went to different high schools, but attended a, a tech ed school together. Um, mutual friend of mine from school worked with Sarah's sister. He said, "Hey, this this girl I know, she 
her sister wants you to call her sometime and here's her number. And I'm like, yeah, right. Okay. Whatever. I'll <laughs> believe that. Right. Um, but <laughs> we were in that. class yeah. together. Yeah. We <laughs> were in the, a, a tech ed class together. Um, and she was the only girl besides the, the teacher. Mm. <laughs> and so, so it's really easy. To so I was like, right. <laughs> yeah, all these guys in class, there's no way she wants me to call her. So I think I sat on the, the phone number for two or three weeks and, um, during Christmas break, finally uh, built up the courage to call when I knew that mm. the next day I wouldn't see her in class if she said, no, I didn't give you that number. Strategic, <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 And so called her. Um, I, th- I think she might have been just as much surprised that I had called that I was that I got the number. <laughs> and um, we proceeded to have a long conversation, um, even after being told, I think, by both our, our mm. parents to end the call. Um, but I had learned in the course of trying to ask her out that this was the day before her birthday, so she couldn't go out the next day. So I mm. kept the conversation going despite parental disapproval um, <laughs> into uh, the midnight hour so I could wish her a happy birthday. Wow. Wow. That's some intention right uh-huh. there. Yeah. yeah. And this was pre-cell phone, so it wasn't like mm-hmm. a text uh, no. exchange. It was a phone call. I was tethered to the wall. I was going to say, yeah. right. have a cord <laughs> to the wall with the cord and all that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it uh, ended up being a kind of long conversation. What did you What did you discover in that initial connection, like you and then Sarah, what do you recall of that? Just the ease and comfort of, of conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you can't. There was no dead air that I remember for a three-hour phone call on the first call. And just the constant conversation, just the friendliness, uh, the familiarity, uh, it was very easy to keep the conversation going. Mm. And this is in, are you juniors or seniors? Juniors. Juniors. Wow, in high school. And to talk on the phone for three hours as a junior in high school, you know, like <laughs> I feel like that takes some commitment and some there's, some, there's an initial spark there for sure. Yeah. So after that phone call... Um, so that's over like Christmas break, right? Like what were yeah. some next steps there? Or like how did you, was there like pursuance or like how did that look? Yeah, I think we were both like, okay, when when can we get together? And Michigan's really hard to get together in the winter anyways. Mm-hmm. But um, like we're still debating on what was our first date. So it was either a basketball game or a, a movie. We're just not sure. <laughs> so it was one of them. But I mean, so we did. We actively were just doing stuff within like school, supporting sports, you know, getting together with some friends. And um, but like, as Ryan said, it was just it was super easy. I mean, we just the communication. I, I mean, I don't know many 17 year olds that will spend three hours on a phone call. Mm-hmm. Little, yeah. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it was just it was good. And it just it was constant. And like then we were doing all the dances and you were always. Yeah. You were always at my house. I was at your house. And mm-hmm. yeah. so just being constantly together and pouring into and like high school. is so, you know, like I'm sure I'm so excited to get to after that, too, because there's so much like high school is such a specific time. And for you guys to still be together, that's really, really, really cool. So then after like uh, pursuing each other and talking all the time, being together all the time, when was it like, like how long did you date? And then when was like marriage a conversation? Yeah. We had dated for a while and then we had graduated high school and um, we had like talked about it, but I don't think we like really were like, okay, we're going to get married. And then, mm-hmm. so we both decided to go to community college first. And so we got full-time jobs and then we were doing college together, you know, so we were, we we're still like together and just going through life. And I don't even know if we really had the conversation. Um, 
I think there are always little mm-hmm. snippets of, yeah. oh, at some point if we get married or mm-hmm. when we get, you know, married. Using the to, when language. Yeah. yeah. In, mm-hmm. Just in general terms, yeah. not of we should or we shouldn't or when or how. It's mm-hmm. just in general terms of how are we going to get married and or when when it happens or if it happens. Mm-hmm. What well, started off where it just sounds like it just clicked and it was easy. You started doing everything together and you rolled doing it right into next steps after high school together. And then it's like when we build a future together. Um, but then at some point you got married and how old were you? So we were 20. <laughs> uh, Ryan was a month away from turning 21 and I had a few few more months. Yeah. So just don't add to it. And it was still super easy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it really was. Yeah. We were young. I, I Okay. We were young. Yes. Um, but it was like everything just fell into place. Like the church mm-hmm. fell into place. The the venue fell into place. Um, so it really, like we were talking about that on the way here, it's just like all of our dating, engagement, the beginning of our marriage, it's always really easy. Mm-hmm. Um, and you had said that, I feel like when we talked to you, it was like a, um, it all fell into place because you guys were kind of going down the same path together. Like you were making decisions that were like, okay, I'm going to go to this college. Oh yeah, me too. You know, like mm-hmm. it wasn't like you were basing it off of each other, but you weren't not basing it off of each other too. And you wanted to spend that time together and you knew that that was a thing that you wanted to invest in. And so um, it seemed like, like, yeah, we were just making these decisions. Like it, it fell into place, but you guys were intentional kind of with it too. But it was like, I don't have any big opinions. So yeah, I think this is the next thing that is going to happen and it works because yeah. we both want it to and we want to be together. And yeah. So and I think Ryan, when we talked to you before, you said in that initial conversation, maybe I'm wrong, but I thought one of your thoughts that you shared with us is you thought, you know, I could marry a girl like mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. After you know, that like first that call, early yeah. on. Just yeah. the type of person she was, right. uh, the way the conversation flowed. I just knew hanging up like that, that type of person, hey. somebody who I could marry. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it just morphed over the two and a half years. And I'm guessing because I know Sarah a bit and she's a bit of a planner and she um, just is super gifted um, in a lot of ways. And so you got to plan this wedding. Probably you were the key lead on the planning. And you said you'd wanted to get married in a church, but getting married in a church required or involved premarital counseling. Do you remember a couple of nuggets from that um, mm. that maybe mattered more to you down the road? maybe then you realized they would at the time? Yeah, I think we had a great pastor. He was um, super friendly and just, he welcomed us, which mm. we really liked. But the two big things I remember is um, all the counseling before. And we would have to lay out our plans and figure out what we wanted to do, but we couldn't share them together. Mm. And so the amount that when we got together that matched and that were in sync with each other, mm. uh, even the pastor was like, I've never seen this. You know, I just like, and it was like, so we were just like, okay, we're, you know, we're on the same page and we can be on the same page and we don't always have to have everything in an agreeance. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's always like stuck to me when he said that. Cause I was like, oh, and then the other one is he told us to wait to have children. <laughs> so we really took that to heart because we okay, waited about really took 10 years. <laughs> okay. But, um, yeah. Those we were, were pretty the vocal two. about that too. We, well. When we got back from our honeymoon, one of my grandparents' friends had asked us, so when you having kids, like literally we get off the plane, get home, go stop over to visit. When are you having kids? Oh, we're never having kids. It just instantly like came out. And that was our line for to everyone mm, really? for so long. Really? We, oh, we're just never going to have kids. We mm-hmm. don't want kids. And, mm-hmm. and after probably 
six, seven years, people started to believe it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that was more to turn them off. It, I think our whole listening audience, if you're married, you can pause because right after the wedding, those questions are coming. <laughs> oh, yeah. And they're like, they yes. can relate with that. Mm-hmm. And so you kind of had a ready response yeah. and stuck with it for a long time. Um, but imagine maybe one day having a family. We knew in our heart that was mm-hmm. not true. Yeah, we definitely knew that. So those kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so those early years seemed like you're just perfect for each other, the perfect couple, did everything together. And then we'll fast forward to your move to Grand Rapids as a married couple. How many years were you married by then? What did your marriage look like by then? Um, Two and a half years by yeah. the time we got to Grand Rapids, married. Um, it was good. Life just, like I had finished school. And uh, so that's why we moved to Grand Rapids. And so I was working full time and then Ryan was going to school full time and then Grand Rapids and Big Rapids. And it's a, it's a big commute. My job took a lot of hours out of the day. And yeah, at that point, when we got down here, it started to, we talk about being easy. And that's when I think we first experienced the like, oh, this is going to take some work. Mm-hmm. You know, this is going to like, we've got to align our worlds a little bit more intentional than in the, the past. Mm. Um, so that's like kind of think where we were at. Yeah, we I think we here. had up until that point, our schedules were pretty much on the same page. I mean, we were both in college together. We were both in high school together before that. And our work schedules were pretty much similar until we got to that point where things were just two different roads. Mm. Um, Sarah was on a highway. I was on a bumpy dirt road. Mm. And mm. Um, we, we needed to find out how to get back together on the same page. Mm. That's so well said. And I think, too, like, like look at all those things that happened. You got married. You had a honeymoon. Like, yes, you'd been together for a really long time, but moving, new jobs, all in one week. I think, Or, like, there was a big week there, yeah. I think, yeah. when you moved. Yeah. Um, and so over time, like, was it over time when you moved to Grand Rapids that you realized you were on two different roads? Or how long were you like, oh, you're on that road and I'm on this road? How long did that take? It was it was probably uh, we we had come from going to uh, a four year university for a couple of years, so it was kind of developed there. Mm. And then when we got here, it was kind of like, hey, we we know something's going on, mm. uh, but we need to and we need to figure it out, mm. or it could end badly. You almost like something seemed not okay. Yeah, because we were yeah. so close. We're so close, mm-hmm. and to do stuff together all mm-hmm. the time, and then to not have the same schedule and the same time frame on everything i'm trying to think of the right words it's like it wasn't like everything wasn't like succinct like it just it became harder and then like when you said perfect i mean that was something like a lot of people did they're like you guys are perfect i'm like we're 20 we cannot be perfect but of course we're perfect we've got this (laughs) we are wasn't allowed maybe to have struggles in your mind Mm -hmm. or i mean i don't think it was like in our mind that just didn't happen Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so it wasn't really like when we did start to have it we're like what what do we do Mm -hmm. who was was there one person or did you realize it sounded like you realized it together but was there one person who said it first or was there, how did that look of like that realization of like, Oh, maybe this isn't okay. Or like, this is like, I, like we need to do something here. I, I think we, I think we both did. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't really remember specifically. I think it was both I, of us. We were just like, what are, what are we doing? Mm-hmm. You know, what's like, what's happening in our relationship because it wasn't anything we had experienced, yeah. you know, and just, like you were still in sync and you're out of syncness almost, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. you were like, mm-hmm. Oh wow. I feel mm-hmm. like we're not in the, you know, you're yeah. both feeling that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we were both just like, okay, we're, 
we're pulling, we're pushing, we're, you know, just, I, yeah, I really do think it was both of us. And at this point, we're what, two, two, two or three years into marriage and we've mm. been together for five years. Yeah. So it and was, you weren't plugged into a church. We're, like, we were not. During that no. time, it kind of mm-hmm. wasn't on your radar. No. It had been easy. And then you got to not easy. You're not spending much time together. You're not really communicating. Uh, I think you said tensions were rising and you really hadn't fought before, but um, what did, was there kind of like, Quarreling, fighting. So we had what we deemed our Sunday fights. This did start like kind of in college and it was like, it, it was like clockwork. And it could have been like the silliest things and like one of them is laundry. And it always makes me laugh because we both have opinions on how stuff should be folded. But I yeah, love who's right? Yeah. I know. Right. What, what is this? <laughs> what are the two thoughts? I, I do the laundry now. Let's just remember that. <laughs> we Ryan don't need to get into all the laundry. He does, that's, that's he does it right. Favorite. Okay. <gasps> I love that. Callan does yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So then I secretly walk in and try and fold some of his shirts. Oh, fun. Because <laughs> I fold them backwards. And does he uh, notice? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it was, it was stuff like that. It was like those little was small things that weren't, I mean, that is one of the least things that we should ever be worried about. But mm. it was, there was a consistency of like just, Finding something to um, disrupt. Things throughout the week would build up, little yeah. things. And then by Sunday, it boiled over. Mm. And it was our Sunday fight. And maybe yeah. that's when you finally had that time together. But that's what would come out, right? Because you were shortchanged during the week. Yeah. And mm. then um, all those tensions kind of comes to the surface. So, um, you know, I just thought there's definitely some lessons there. And the fullness is like too much separate can be pretty damaging. Mm. And can derail even the strongest of marriages. Um, so, Ryan, um, at one point, you ended up moving out, or at least temporarily went to stay with a friend. Yeah, for like a weekend. Okay. Like a weekend away to what to see what was going on for okay, both of us. Okay, kind of a regroup. Yeah. So it wasn't like this official move out, but it's no. like, you know what, just like step back, notice the moment you're in, and mm. where do we go from here? What was that like for you, Sarah? I remember that weekend, and I remember, um, I think after I got done with work, I called my dad, and I just said, I was like, Dad, I just, I don't think our marriage is going to make it. Wow. And uh, I remember because I was like, okay, Ryan's there, I'm here, which is what we decided. And um, I was just talking through it with him, and he had given me some really good advice about just trying. He's like, uh, he and my mom had divorced, and he was like, I really wish we would have tried harder. And so that stuck with me. And so then Ryan came home that Sunday night and we just, I think we just kind of like laid it out and it was like, are we in? Are we out? What are we doing? Um, we both said we're in. Wow. Yeah. I, I mean, I wonder what was going on in your heart too yeah. when you're saying this to your dad. And at, by this time your mom had passed away mm-hmm. um, and that was before you got married. Yep. And so dad was there and he'd had a couple marriages yep. um, that were not successful and So when you had shared, like, let's revisit that. When you shared, I don't think we're going to make it. um, What was going, like, do you remember what that felt like? And then again, what your dad had said based on his experience? Uh, He had, so I remember it hurting because it didn't feel right Mm. to say it. But we were were at the point where, like, we have to make a decision. Like, we're, what we're doing to each other is actually hurting more than helping Mm -hmm. us. Um. And that's just again not what we were what we were used to. So to mm-hmm. actually say it to him, I was like, okay, that kind of hurt. Um, and he, I just he just listened, and 
I mean, he was the cutest man. And I think he <laughs> really loved Ryan. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. I mean, he loved him. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it was, it was those words like try. And he had said counseling. So he actually was the one that recommended it um, to me. Like, I wish we would have tried and I wish we would have done counseling. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, and this is like, you're talking about a 50 year old man at the time. That's a that's yeah. a big thing for him to yeah. tell his yeah. daughter. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and it sounds like when you said, I don't think we're going to make it, it really occurred to you that it was absolutely not what you wanted. Yeah. Right. To and not verbalizing make it. that. Yeah. yeah. Saying it out loud. Yeah. But you had said um, when we chatted earlier, true, you mm-hmm. just didn't know how to find your way back to one another. Mm-hmm. So this counseling recommendation. Yeah. What happened um, on your side of things, Ryan, during this stretch, during this pause? Yeah. I just was kind of the whole weekend not in a good place, just not myself. My friends were helping out. They had a couple of kids at the time. So they're like, Hey, let's go do some stuff. Let's go get some ice cream, whatever. And it was just the whole time thinking, I can't let this go. I can't ruin this or lose this. Um, I need to figure out how to fix this. And, um, so we'll, we'll agree to disagree on the point. I think I came back Monday, not Sunday. (laughs) I mean, um, but, we're like semantics at this point. Like, <laughs> but you came back. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. and it was, I think it was agreed. Like I was just going to be gone for the weekend. Mm-hmm. To, so everyone mm-hmm. could kind of clear their mind and, mm-hmm. and we would avoid a Sunday fight. Mm-hmm. Um, See, you were learning yeah, that whole time. Go. Yeah. <laughs> but so going back, I was, I was definitely all in to do what it took to make it work. Wow. And just to pause there and say like, like individual first that you paused and said, we're going to take a weekend like and to set that time limit on it too. I think, you know, looking back, obviously you don't know how that's going to turn out, but I feel like that was so wise. Mm -hmm. And then to just to pause and like, it is so cool. And I'm like, thanking God for your hearts in both of that too, of like, yeah, I am going to fight in this. And obviously that's not everyone's situation or can be. Um, But it sounds like you had really good people, your dad and your friend um, to encourage that. And, but that you came individually to that consensus too of like, you were, you both decide like the counselor did with you too of like decide on your own and then you came back together and it was like okay we're mm-hmm. we're resigned to the same things of like we want to be in this is really really cool and I wanted to pause there and reflect. so then after that after you came back um and said like we're gonna work on this and fight was it counseling what was like that next step of like we're in this kind of a thing we started counseling mm-hmm. but you couldn't keep uh, doing what you were doing so taking fresh steps yes um sounded like those were going to be necessary. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, we knew we couldn't like keep going. So, I mean, I think we took a step back on some of the things that we were doing mm-hmm. and we're like, this isn't working. This isn't good for our relationship. And then uh, we did start counseling. Um, and then I'm trying to remember when we decided to go to church because that was a, that was a big, mm-hmm. that was a big step for us and a big commitment. Um, when things I feel like really started. Yeah. Why church? Because you were totally unplugged. You got married in a church, but church was hadn't really been on your mind. Counseling was helping. Why church? Well, uh, the friend that I had stayed with uh, had actually recommended that we attend um, Ada Bible Church where they got married. And um, just come meet us up there sometime or we'll come pick you up or meet you and, and we'll go up there together. And um, we had been seeing a counselor um, for maybe a few months, a couple times, you know, a couple times a month, uh, maybe seven or eight times. And kind of mentioned to her, like, hey, we're, you know, we're thinking about trying church. And she said, oh, I've, I've had some situations where people try to introduce religion into their situation and it doesn't go well. And so 
I don't know if that caused okay. us to pause first. We didn't maybe go right away. We we kind of hesitated to come. Mm. I think it was a comfort level too for yeah. me because they were they were your friends. I don't have a background in church like at all. Oh, like and who so, invited you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So for me, I think it was more of a like I don't know if I can. I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It de- it definitely took a few weeks before we said okay, yeah, we'll go, mm-hmm. and, yeah. and we met here. Interesting that the council used the word religion, yeah. Too, you know, right. it's like right. you know, maybe it just kind of says you know a little bit about their experience. Yeah. yeah, I love to the intention of your friends of like we'll pick you up if you yes. need. It. I'm yes. just gonna slide that in there, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, okay, we can invite, drive. But. Yeah. And did they only invite you one time, or was no. it several? Uh, it was several times. <laughs> yeah, Sarah's <laughs> not in her head. Usually several. Saturday. Hey, you're gonna come to church with us this uh, week? And it wasn't strong arming, but I think it just really um, keeps us inviting. Others in that power of a personal invite. Um, mm-hmm. You'd invited them in, you know, and they were inviting you, yeah, mm-hmm. um, into something that had probably made a huge difference in their marriage. And maybe you were seeing that a little bit, Ryan. You know, as you were, um, you know, close friends yeah. and observing some things about your their relationship. So you came to Ada Bible Church. You took them up on the invitation. We did. Yeah, just Shout sit in the front row. Shout out to the role. studio. <gasps> no, uh, no donuts yes. at the time, but oh, it was still great. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so what was that like? So was it like a, we're going to commit to a once a week thing or what was even, that journey like? We didn't even make a commitment to that. Yeah. Yeah. So again, it was just pure like, okay, we're going to try it. And so what I deem it as or what I usually affectionately call it is <laughs> like we were the, the weekend backseat attenders Mm -hmm. like that's what we were doing and and sometimes we would make it sometimes we wouldn't it's also pre-online could have been helped that (laughs) might have helped us a little bit um (laughs) you know but it wasn't like a full like we were not like all in yeah um i will say though we started coming and we knew we needed to be like we could feel Mm. it um but we also like did a really good job at sneaking out (laughs) like service is done we're out Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, but like both of us, we would talk about it and be like, oh my gosh, that meant so much. Mm-hmm. Like that message was for us, but then we weren't carrying it through, you know, so we would, we would take it in. It was beautiful on Sunday. And then the craziness of life would hit and then we'd get back around. And then oh. maybe we'd make it the next Sunday or maybe we wouldn't for two Sundays and mm-hmm. it wasn't a priority. Yeah. It was, let's go when we feel like it. Mm-hmm. But it was changing you yeah. too. Like you were having conversations and like that was so good. And mm-hmm. so there was like looking back now, obviously you're like, oh, that was all part of it when we could go and when we couldn't go, you mm-hmm. know. Um, but God was clearly working in the could go moments too and changing you through that. Um, so what got you from like, because obviously you're, su- we, we already blew the cover off. You're super yeah. involved yeah, now. Yeah. <laughs> um, so like, what did that look like? How it wasn't probably overnight, you know, it wasn't like Rachel and I came up to you the same day and we're like, Hey, would you like to get involved now? You know? So what did that look like? I mean, you're at this point, what you're three, four, three years married. Ish. Yeah. Ish, I mean, yeah. Four, four yeah. I think <laughs> almost four. Yeah. yeah. And so we did start attending more and more and, and making it more of a regular practice mm. where we were intentional on being here. And we were not connected with anybody. We were not, we didn't know people. Yeah. We didn't walk in the atrium and wave to people that we knew and shake hands with people that we knew and kiss babies and all that good mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. Um, Do you kiss babies now? Yeah. <laughs> well, no. And at Ada Bible, we talk, yeah, we talk a lot about, for our spiritual development, the import of being in the row and taking in the teaching. Mm-hmm. Um, and that teaching was having an effect, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's so important. Uh, that's one discipleship environment. And then, one environment where God strengthens us, but then 
it's in the circle, you know, so the row and then in the circle getting in community. So you guys said we were slipping in and slipping out. Yeah. <laughs> and then, so kind of missing out on that a little bit. And so the row, the circle, and then the chair, yeah. you know, all of that to help you pursue God in that one-on-one way where he, he means for us to be in all those environments and waits to strengthen us. So you were getting some traction in the one environment. We were good at the row. The yeah. Row. Really good at the row. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I feel like there's this fourth environment too, when we step into serving and I think we kind of mm-hmm. started there in the open end, like he strengthens us there too. Mm. Yeah. Um, so when you had kids, um, you brought them to discovery village and it was that one of the first times where you were kind of interacting with more people and kind of getting curious about how we might get involved. What did that look like? Yeah, we had, um, so we actually, we did some serving in the studio first and then, uh, yeah, and then we were like, we've got Jackson. We're dropping Jackson off to these fabulous people that are watching him so we can go to church. So Aww. we should probably do that too. <laughs> and so I had served in DV for three, four years. Our, our daughter will still tell me about it because she's like, you did not serve in DV mm-hmm. when I was born. And so we had these <laughs> long conversations. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so we started in Discovery Village um, after that. And it, I mean, it was fun. It was actually a lot of fun. Uh, and you got to like meet all the little kids and the parents mm-hmm. and they're just, they are really yeah, fun. It's adorable. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of your first, so studio serving there and then jumping mm-hmm. into where your kids yeah. are involved too. Um, so then how did that, yeah. What happened next? How did you get involved in the next thing? Well, we, we knew we wanted to get involved in a group as well. So mm-hmm. we ended up joining a couples group and, it was really great for the first couple of years. It was very, uh, we did some studies and we really grew in our uh, knowledge base. Mm. Um, and the group is great. We're still friends with a few of the people today and still see them. Um, and sometimes we don't, and sometimes we see others that we just don't see regularly, but um, it just became a social group after a while. You know, we'd meet Sundays after church and have lunch and it was great to catch up and hang out and be with our friends. But the, the, circle part of the the learning part of the circle wasn't mm. there we mm. weren't we weren't engaged in a, a study anymore mm. and so at that point we kind of stepped back from the the family group the couples group and i joined the the men's groups here mm. on uh, friday morning at six that's dedicated if that's dedicated that's dedication <laughs> for sure so did yeah. you just for like listeners too how does that go do you did you reach out or were, were people in dv like hey you should get involved or did you just sign up for a couple's groups is that how you got plugged in because then you you're you know now you know people now you yeah. have people to say hi to at church but did you guys reach out and sign yourselves up for that the, the couples group we just signed up because we felt like okay if, if we're gonna make this our home if we're gonna mm. be here and we had had jackson um and we're like, this is this is important to us. So we actually signed up. We went in blind. Mm-hmm. We're like, we don't know anybody. We don't know who's going to be at our table, um, which can be very intimidating. It was totally. very intimidating for Thrive too. Um, and but yeah, we didn't we did not know anyone when we went into that mm-hmm. couples group. And for a timeline here, this was not two or three weeks after we started attending here. This right. was about five or six years after we started attending yeah. that we joined our first group. So. Which is amazing. It, it yeah. takes a uh-huh. long time sometimes. Yeah. And you grew, right? You built some relationships that was helping you pursue God in some new ways, but then it mm-hmm. just kind of became a social thing and you wanted more than that. Yeah. And so it sounds like you joined a men's group really with an Did. intentional, um, with great intention. You wanted to get with other people who wanted to grow in relationship mm-hmm. with God. Yeah. 
Yeah. Maybe grow in their role as a husband and a father and yep. things. And by now your marriage is picking up some strength. Yeah. But it sounds like little by little, right? Just baby step by baby step. This wasn't like a radical um, change, but by now you're in a healthier place. And Sarah, you said after he joined a men's group, you were noticing some things about him. Yeah. I mean, so te- technically we were supposed to do it together. I was going to go to you women's. You out. I did. Yeah. <laughs> Rachel just called her out. I would never out. say that. <laughs> no. I would never say that about him. No. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he would have told me yeah. once or twice. <laughs> and then he told me he was going to sign me up. But um, no, I watched him for that year and just like his commitment and faithfulness and just like scripture memorization. I was, I was like blown away. I'm like, mm. how do you do that? And it was just... Um, like we talk about our silly Sunday fights and we talk about like, I mean, we're really good and we're really good at equipping ourselves with these words that could sometimes sting mm. and his growth with like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to hold and I'm going to think about this before I actually say it. And and me included, like I need to do that as well. Um, but you could see it in that, that point and you could just, your intentionality and just, it was, it was very inspiring. Like I just remember sitting on the couch watching you mm. in a loving way, not a creepy way. <laughs> and uh, Adoring. Like, yes. yes. And it was just, it was, it was amazing. And mm-hmm. it just, it inspired me mm-hmm. to want that too. I was like, I really want that. Mm. And I said, I wasn't ready. And you're like, I'm going to sign you up. <laughs> you <laughs> signed you your wife up for a women's group. I wish I, I, wish <laughs> I did, didn't. but I didn't. So uh, I think you said something too that really hit home. The, that's okay. It. It's something that she observed about Yeah. Um, I'm trying to see if I remember too. Mm-hmm. It was, no, it's just something you just said. Um, your like commitment, intentionality. Well, it's like oh. you're slow to like okay. restraint or something. You started yeah. processing. <laughs> um, what you said was you hit on that we knew how to get to each other. And when mm-hmm. you are mm-hmm. with someone for so long and you know their ins and outs, you know what to say and when to say it. Mm. to push buttons and mm. to backtrack to those Sunday fights, we knew, we both knew where to, where to put those jabs in. And so I appreciate that you recognize that I, I worked on that um, mm. in that time frame, And that was part of the, the series that we were going through, but um, it did take intentionality to stop saying those things or mm. stop putting that jab in when, when I found the opportunity. Wow. And maybe wow. we even started saying other things. Yeah, replacing yeah. those things. Yeah. 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 Well, and it's I think that's such a testament to to like um when you know each other so well, when couples have been together for so long, you know those things. And instead of a cop out of saying like, Well, that's just who they are or that's just mm-hmm. who I am. Um, that doesn't mean it always has to be that way. Like you can look at them in a different light too. And um that's what I love about your story too, of like we circled back to like your intention, Ryan, of like of Colin Sarah, even from the early days and God using the character characteristics of like your intention of like, okay, now I'm going to get into a Bible study and your go getter of like, I see that and I want that. I'm going to do it too. It's just real. It's really, really, really cool. So then you're in a couple or yeah, you're in a guy's group, Ryan. Yep. You did not sign Sarah up. So did you, did <laughs> <laughs> so did you sign up for one or how did that look? I did. Yeah. Yeah. I signed up mm-hmm. um, the, the following year as soon as it like became, well, I think I even, okay, I think I did hesitate. And then he's like, no, you really need to. And he, and he was right. Like I've just, mm-hmm. I've gained a lot out of it. So it took me a year. Yeah. Well, I think that that's so right too of like it can, it's, it's baby steps and it's not right away. You showed mm-hmm. up to church 
Sometimes you made it, sometimes you didn't over the course of years. Okay, now we're in, now we're, we made it to, we served and then we got in a couples group and now I'm in my own group. Mm-hmm. Like the, the, it's cool to see what that could look like for couples. Cause I think for some, it's like, what, what does this look like? Can I do my own group? Do I do a couples group? And it can look different for everyone. So. But I think it's like, it's helpful to know that it's like, allow yourself that time too. Mm. Um, because I think sometimes you're like, I gotta do it all. And you might not be ready. And just to be able to like give yourself that time. Because mm-hmm. so, we're definitely working. Yeah. yeah. And to not aim to do everything, but to do something, mm-hmm. you know, to take a step. We talk a lot about next steps, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like, what might that next step be for you? A step, you know, be for you. So it's, it's compelling. I love that you kind of saw this passion for God growing in Ryan and you're like, I, I just want a part of that. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like, he loved being in God's word. It was changing his character. Like God's word was having an effect. So you get into this Bible study. What was this first women's group? Um, like and how did that change you yeah so we're actually all still together mm-hmm. um so it's created this like bond that I, I i just can't even describe it i mean there are these women that i can come out of a meeting and i'll miss 32 text messages and it can be a spectrum but the accountability the love the the circling back to we've got you because god put this group together mm-hmm. and I say that because we all walked in at the circle and we're like, okay, you're scared. I'm nervous too. Okay. Mm. You you know a ton and you know this. And I was like, I literally have only been going to church for X amount of years. And um, the freedom to just speak and know and grow together. I mean, we were, we were just talking about this a couple of weeks ago that if you would have seen all of us at the beginning when we did Strengthening Your Faith to what we are now— it's really fun. Mm-hmm, I mean, mm-hmm. so, but that, I mean, that first year just, I think, really cemented one that I needed, like that group. Mm-hmm. Um, two, God has intentionality. And whenever he's putting any kind of person in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, and three, is just all that, that foundation. It was great. I mean, the row is beautiful circle, but that chair time, like it just developed that for me. Mm. It sounds like it's really informed your marriage, but your parenting too. Mm-hmm. And you had shared earlier that you got baptized that year. So just mm. really going public with your personal relationship with Jesus and not having had a church background and ending up in this place. It's like, wow, you know, it started easy, got really hard and look what God did. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That's It's just a really beautiful story. Mm-hmm. Now, you're pretty active now. You're at a stage of life where a lot of people are like, they're too busy to do all that. Yes, they think it's important, but they have a lot of other important, right? And they don't want to miss this with their kids or that with their kids. Yeah, it seems like um, you guys are working really hard to not let those things squeeze out the most important things of really getting filled up so that you can be the mom and the wife you want to be and the husband and the dad you want to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it sounds like you're seeing this um, be just as powerful in the lives of the people you're in group with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I would say like, as far as, I mean, it, it would probably be very easy for us to say we can't add something in. And I mean, like life is different for everybody, but so I think our approach is that we bring our kids through it with us and it's just, it's been really fun to watch them. I mean, like, mm. like three years into leading thrive and Ryan's like, yeah, we pray for you every Monday. You know, I mean, Aww. the kids, the kids are sitting there praying, um, 
you know, we pray for all the Lifeline kids on Wednesdays. We should add Sunday into it. <laughs> um, wow. But like, but, so you are serving at yes. Thrive, leading, coaching, mm-hmm. and your family's at home mm-hmm. praying for you. Like that is very, very cool. And, and, very and that moving. comes from the kids' mm-hmm. direction mm-hmm. because they see her model that mm. and they see hopefully me model that. Um, so much of parenting is modeling, isn't it? Mm. It really like, what is. What are they seeing that matters? And yeah, they see everything. Yeah, they <laughs> sure do. <laughs> well, and we've told them in the, like, I think it was like that first year of leading thrive. I mean, cause it is, it's, it's a time commitment. Mm-hmm. And, um, I would come home and I would just tell them, thank you. Thank you for sharing me. It's mm. not, you're not giving us up, but you are like sharing us with other people and so I, they actually smile and they're like, yep, it's fine. It's, you know, I mean, so mm. it, and like our kids don't look at it as like, well, someone else is taking their time away from us. Mm. Um, and they can see the intentionality that we, that we both have of really making sure that mm-hmm. we get to shine God's light and we get to be a blessing and, you know, to find those people that need people. And, um, you know, they're, they're, they're pretty awesome. Oh, yeah. It's like the get to language and the sharing, not the have mm-hmm. to yeah, language. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, your story is so, so phenomenal. And I just picture it as like this. It wasn't like if I'm looking at a graph, it's not like this, like you went to church and, you know, the graph goes infinite, like way <laughs> up all, you know, at the same time. And it's like you did all those things. It's like baby steps over time. Maybe it's more gradual. But then once you're in, then like all these things happen. It doesn't happen for everyone that way, too. But um, you guys pour in and then you um, get that back tenfold, it sounds, and you're able to bless a lot of people through that. So um, what are some things maybe that you're still like that you're currently like working towards? Because um, it, yes, it's I mean, you guys are perfect, truly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, um, but I'm sure it's not all dreamland, too. So what are some things that you're kind of working on? Um, and then we'd love to hear like what is some advice that you would share with some some people listening? Well, we're very similar. We and I think that was maybe one of the things that when we were younger was what brought us together a little bit. We both like to shop, mm-hmm. so we are in an ever uh, ever pattern of trying to work on managing our finances together. Mm. Um, because it's easy to say, "Oh, you got that. Well, I'll get that too. I'll get, <laughs> yeah, I'll get yeah. you get one of those. I'll get one of those." Yeah. I love so it when your shoes show up. It's yeah. uh, it's the shoes. It's always mm-hmm. the shoes, isn't mm-hmm. it? Ugh. For both. Because usually there's a saver and a spender. Yeah, but yeah. So that's yeah. Uh, an area you guys have to really be careful so, with. Yeah, we've got to uh-huh. be we've got to be more intentional mm-hmm. about things, and mm-hmm. so we are. And it's mm-hmm. you know, fortunately, it's not been a it's not an issue that's taking us down a a deep pattern mm-hmm. of problems. But mm-hmm. it's just something that we have to be intentional about talking about and being mm-hmm. in communication about. And I think had we not uh, developed this new pattern of communication over the pat you know over the years uh, that. It could it could have been a problem or mm. could be a problem. But even that we've invited our kids into as well. Like we're like, okay, we're we're not going out to dinner, and they called us out on it. We're like, we're going to take this month, we're not eating out, we're going to stay at home, and then we're like, okay, we got like two, three kids, we're going to go get a hot and ready, and they did. They're like, no, you guys made the commitment <laughs> to not eat out, and I was like, oh. And then did right. you say, are you making me dinner then? Yeah, <laughs> I should try that. I would end up with. Cereal. <laughs> That's really yeah. cool. Um, so, and then I think too, just when we were talking, you mentioned like the intentionality of like, like you do have kids and life gets busy. And if you do Lifeline and you do Thrive, that's two other nights. Um, 
maybe is there something there like the intention of like spending time with each other? Like how has that been with kiddos and such and serving and serving? Yeah. Cause that gets, that takes up time too. Uh, I mean, I think that is something that we recognize that we need to do more. Um, but sometimes it's just as simple as like, we'll take our dog for a walk. And mm. so we don't necessarily get out on dates all the time. I mean, he did text you the picture of the car wash. And he's like, that this was counts very as a sweet. date. And that I'm like, was okay. very sweet. It was like accountability. of like, uh-huh. look, we do it. Yeah. We <laughs> yeah. do go on dates. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean that is something too that that we recognize and because again you can you can feel it you know if we're too far disconnected if we're mm. we haven't spent that mm-hmm. time together um, I mean I know I can feel it and I think we're able to share those as well there was a time when you with Thrive you were coaching and leading in the same year and there was a lot mm-hmm. of meetings different nights of the week and I was in Lifeline another night of the week and and after that year I was like. I don't know about this. It's a lot of work and, you know, I miss you being around for mm-hmm. the obvious reason of the help <laughs> with the kids, <laughs> but could. the time together, um, yeah. you know, because it is, you know, sometimes just going out for a walk with the dog or even just running errands together mm-hmm. without the kids. I mean, mm-hmm. just that time where we can have conversation without being interrupted or having discussions about Minecraft or... <laughs> Um, Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. Every song. <laughs> Every song. And I recall you kind of note, you know, noticing that year, like, I think I need to make a shift and yeah. not do both, you know, and just really focus your leadership in a certain area. And yeah, like it involves a lot of conversation. And I think you guys are really protective of a certain day of the week. Um, you, mm-hmm. you go to church on Sundays as a family and you really try to have that be a schedule free day. Um, outside of that. So even that the kids know that that's, you know, you're fierce for protecting that time um, with them too is really great. So advice to couples. We stepped into these different parts of your story. If it was a couple just getting married, what might be a couple uh, words of wisdom you might pass on? Um, I I think just slow down. Um, You know, it took us a long time to get to the point where we had issues because we were so good together for so long. Mm -hmm. And it took us time to fix those issues. It didn't happen overnight. Um, You know, we didn't pull up at the drive-thru window and say, yeah, we'd like to fix our marriage and then pull up and pay (laughs) and then get the fix at the next window. Right. Um, It took time and work. Um, So just slow down through that process. I remember Ryan saying too something to the effect of like when we live in Amazon world of like quick fixes and it's prime next day. Like that's not what marriage is all the time. Definitely Most of the time. I think the the two things that I always try and tell people, and I'm like, this is because we do get questions a lot. And I'm like, this is not glamorous. I'm mm-hmm. like, it takes work. I was like, you go into your marriage and you're just, I mean, again, we were, we were that way. We're like, oh my gosh, this is going to be amazing. And it takes work to actually get through the bumps and to overcome like some of the hurdles that get, you know, thrown your way. Like we've gone through, like both of our dads passed away and we were working on our marriage when my dad was sick. And it was just like, it, it takes work and there are other things in life and you just, if you make that commitment, um, it's a good commitment, but mm-hmm. you know, it's just, it's work. Mm-hmm. Um, the other one is the whole perfect pedestal thing. Okay, mm. I mean, and, and we, we did that. We're like, we put our marriage so high in what it was supposed to look like that when something did happen to it, it was very hard to take because it was like, oh, wow, no, that can't happen. Like, we're supposed to be perfect. Mm. Like, we're doing this. We're, we've got this. And, you know, just to elevate something to that level, 
um, it was not a good thing for us, mm. you know, and it, and it took years for us to even figure that out. I mean, we were going to church for a while before I even was like, that's what I did. I mm. put, I put Ryan on a pedestal cause I had gone through some crazy things and I needed somebody like solid and stable mm. and, you know, to put a 17, 20 year old at the top, you know, it's hard. And so, yeah. um, very hard to be there and and but i do i think it was it was a sermon that basically talked about asking god to be the entire pie tin and i'm like oh my gosh it was like a pie illustration tell us more about that it was i they're like you know you want to like when you when you see your life and you've got like here's the slice that is work and here's the slice that's your family and here's like the little slice that's going to be god and here's and you're creating like all these little slices in your life and they're like and God isn't meant to be the slice. He's supposed to be like pie tin. Like he's supposed to have it mm. all. And I was, you know, and I mean, I remember hearing that and I'm like, oh, me, yeah. Mm. So our marriage is not it. Our kids are not it. Um, you know, they fight for it, but yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they, it's just, and so like, yeah, it's just been really preaching good. to us I know. for a second. Yeah, that's, I know. that's really, really good. And, and, and when and those clicks, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I think, too, about when the counselor said, I don't know about religion. It's like, nope, religion either. It'll be a relationship with Jesus. Mm-hmm. And that's what you, you've really invited us into with your story. Well, something we like to do when we wrap up episodes is we like to allow just a little bit of space for you to share something real time. Um, as you think about what you appreciate about the other person, what words came to mind? Um, here's your moment. Okay, I'm going to go first because you'll make me cry. I I just know it. (laughs) Although I might cry. Um, Okay, number one, you do all of our laundry. (laughs) And I love it. And everything is folded correctly. Ish. (laughs) Number two, thank you for dinners on Monday because I don't get home till like 9.30, close to 10 sometimes. And you have dinner for me every Monday. And your words. Mm. But I went first. <laughs> oh, the intentionality that you show with your words and your commitment to me and our kids. I have the best partner. You've been my best friend for so long. I told, I told Rachel when I thought we were going to be falling apart, I could never see my life without you. So I'm just thankful. Mm. I feel so blessed. But I know I couldn't do this life without your words and your encouragement and just you by my side. I just, it's good. It's so good. You're trying to make me cry. Yeah, right now we're all crying. (laughs) I know. know. Yeah, that's so moving to hear. Mm -hmm. How about Ryan? Well, I did write it down. It's not just in your heart. Comes from that. (laughs) Sarah, you continue to amaze me day after day. You are a woman who has grown to love Jesus and inspires me to do the same week after week. Your commitment to raising Jackson and Kennedy in the way that honors God is led by example. I love your hardworking nature, your compassion and generosity for others. I love the way you keep our household organized and that you embrace my organizational dysfunction. (laughs) I'm thankful for the way that you've accepted me with my faults and the way you encourage me to be a better husband and father. Above all, I love you, just for you. Okay. I don't know if there have been more tears in the studio <laughs> before, but there is just such a deep respect for one another, um, and it's really, really cool. I'm really happy Rachel and I got to 
got to see that. So, um, Raymond, thank you for being on and thank you. I hope you get to share those words with each other more too. Um, maybe on your date nights and stuff, but, um, together friends, it has been such a joy to be with you again. Um, if something has encouraged you, um, from today, be sure to let us know, um, like, and subscribe, um, share with your friends too. But, um, for Rachel and Corey, we will see you next time. See you next time. Thanks for listening to together. We hope you've learned a thing or two. If you find the podcast helpful, please go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your listening platform. Leave a comment and give us a five-star rating. If you'd like more information on Ada Bible Church and its ministries, or someone to pray or dialogue with about your marriage, go online and check out our website at adabible.org.